Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Monday, May the 31st. And uh, God's blessings, God's peace, uh, my love to you. Thanks for coming together today to break open God's word for those in the United States. A blessed Memorial Day to you as well. And um, we celebrate today, my friends, a feast day, not just a holiday, uh, a Memorial Day, but a feast day. Uh, today is the feast of the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Uh, and uh, it is May 31st, which, of course, for well, not of course, <laughs> of course, is the feast day. But for me and my family, this is my mother and father's wedding anniversary. So a special blessing to them, too. We lost mom about 13 years ago. But had we not, uh, they would be celebrating 63 years. So. We'll get into the feast here um, uh, on, uh, on the, the date and, and things and why it was uh, picked, but far more important, let's break open God's Word. So this is going to be Luke, of course. The visitation is in Luke's Gospel. So we go back to Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 56, and uh, let's uh, hear what God has for us today. We're reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste, to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones, and he has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, does poetry get any better in Scripture than than the Magnificat? I don't think so. That is as beautiful as it comes. I I mean, okay, we'll stack the Beatitudes up against it, I guess, but, but that's about all. I mean, it is so gorgeous. So let's talk about the timing here a little bit, shall we? Okay, so it all centers around uh, Christmas. Jesus is born on December the 25th. Of course, we know that. That's, that's the celebration 
we've known about all our lives. Well, okay, so then let's go back nine months to the Annunciation, which means the Annunciation, of course, is celebrated on March 25th, nine months before when the angel Gabriel comes to Mary and offers her a role in the salvation of humankind. Now, it's God's action. Don't hear me incorrectly on that. It's always God's action. But God needs our participation. And Mary says yes. Mary says yes. And the Holy Spirit comes upon her and and, uh, and she is impregnated. And, uh, and that's where this story takes place then. Immediately, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste. Why? Because Gabriel, you know, when Mary is questioning Gabriel and, and said, hey, how can this happen since I've had no relations with a man? He says, uh, your kinswoman, your cousin, Elizabeth, is pregnant six months for nothing is impossible with God, right? And again, it just that, that that's so good. Nothing is impossible with God. And uh, and so she learns at that point that Elizabeth is impregnated, and she and Zechariah, of course, had been trying, trying, and trying, and couldn't do it. She was barren all these years, and now here she is impregnated. And so Mary learns that and sets off to the hill country in haste to a town in Judah where she enters the house of Zechariah and greets Elizabeth. Why? Because she wants to be with Elizabeth in her pregnancy, share her joy, and help midwife her to to this birth that's happening. Well, we know that John, uh, or excuse me, Elizabeth, having been pregnant six months, she gives birth. The feast of John the Baptist is on June the 24th. That whole idea where John says, he must increase and I must decrease. <clears throat> and and that's of course done with uh, with light and and sunshine and days being long, um, and we'll get to that when we get to that feast on June the twenty fourth. But the feast of the visitation then of course has to take place between March the twenty fifth and June the twenty fourth, and so they set it on May the thirty first. Uh, and it was only set there. It's it's a relatively new feast day in the Catholic Church. Uh, somewhere in the 13th or the 14th century was uh, created as a feast and set on this day, May the 31st, uh, only in 1969. And so very relatively recent, uh, only 50 some years ago. And uh, But let's get into to the action, which is far more important uh, than all that historical stuff. So when Elizabeth hears Mary's greeting, the infant leaps in her womb. That idea that when we encounter Christ, isn't that so wonderful? Of course, the, the, the connection of John the Baptist and Jesus is, it goes back even here to the infancy and we'll see it play out. But that whole idea of when we meet Christ, brothers and sisters, that we leap, that, that there's something about that encounter that is, well, it, it is joy, Right. That, that, that it brings joy with us. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cries out those words, of course, which echo across the ages, which we pray every time we come together in this podcast. Uh, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your, woman, of your womb. And, and we know this, I've said this before, the Hail Mary begins with the greeting of Gabriel to Mary on the Annunciation. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. And then we travel here 
to, to Elizabeth's words, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. So that's the first half of the prayer right there from directly from the lips of Gabriel and Elizabeth. And then the, the second half of the prayer was added actually about five or six centuries ago by uh, a pope in the mid uh, 15th, 16th century, I believe, uh, where it says, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us. And it invites Mary's intercession, which is who doesn't want that either. But, but I love this, how, how Mary, and this is important. I, I'm kind of all over the place today, but, but this is the important part, I think, because both Elizabeth and Mary do this. And here's what I think. How does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? So right there, okay, what is that point saying? How does it happen? Who am I that the mother of God ultimately should come to me, the mother of my Lord. She ascribes this greatness to God already, that this is God's action. She doesn't say, Mary, you are the best. This is incredible. And doesn't end whatever she's speaking about on Mary's goodness. She ascribes the greatness to God. She doesn't do it in in nearly the specific way that Mary's going to do it in the Magnificat momentarily. But she says, how does this happen? The mother, that the mother of my Lord, that God's goodness here, that 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 him mothering you, how how does this happen? That I'm involved in this. And then talks about the the infant leaping within her womb. Blessed, and this is so good, blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Hold on to that, because I'm going to come back to it. And then Mary goes into the Magnificat, which we could talk about for a whole long time, but I'm not going to do that. But I'm simply going to say this. Mary constantly, constantly throughout this whole prayer, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is on those who fear him. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud. He has cast down. I mean, it's, it's a, a constant prayer to God's goodness and how magnificent hence the word Magnificat, how magnificent God is and, and how God's vision is beyond anything because he has that preferential option for the poor. He sees the lowly and lifts them up. But it's constantly, you know, Mary sometimes between our face, if there are any who are not Catholics who are listening to this, Mary can be a, 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 a lightning rod sometimes. And, and there are those outside the Catholic faith who think sometimes we worship Mary. And, 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 and sometimes we may have given, you know, good reason for them to believe that. But we don't, of course, because Mary is simply a player, an actor. Now, perhaps the greatest one, the one to we look to and say, hey, you know, what, what a great example she is for us. But she is still not God, and she still points to God and God's greatness. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. That it all is all about God's action. Now, yes, we participate within the salvation, the salvific work of God. I said it before. It is God's grace 
always that begins the process, but we must open ourselves to it. And in opening ourselves to it, it takes hold of us and we act out of that place. You know, it's that classic idea of grace and works. Grace and works, which saves us. And of course, it is all God's grace. It is all God's grace. It reminds me of that uh, quote by Robert Louis Stevenson, um, which says, there is nothing but God's grace. I love that line. There is nothing but God's grace. We walk upon it. We breathe it. We live and die by it. There is nothing but God's grace. It is what fills us. It is what Mary encountered on the Feast of the Annunciation. It is what Elizabeth encountered when she met Jesus and the baby leapt within her womb. It is what John the Baptist encountered in hearing the voice of Mary, the, the, the mother of, her, of, of his Lord. Um, I mean, it is what we, it is the very essence of life within us. But brothers and sisters, that essence of life isn't an end in itself. It fills us so we can go out and, and live on behalf of the grace and, and, and the Spirit of God. It is what drove Mary from that town of, of the Annunciation, um, Nazareth or Bethlehem, depending on which uh, gospel you're reading, and drives her to uh, the hill country of Judea, to the place of Elizabeth. Brothers and sisters, we must open ourselves to that grace of God. We simply must say yes to it. And once it fills us, we act out of that place and we live within it and we live the, the, the visitation. Come back. I want to come back to that last word. I said, hold on to this because really I'll end here. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. These are Elizabeth's words to Mary. My friends, in the midst of that encounter of grace, and you and I have had it numerous times in our life, we may not call it that. We may not have babies leaping in our wombs. We may not come forward with the most beautiful poetry in all of Scripture because of it. But we've had moments of meeting God. Maybe they've been in our own room. Maybe they've been out in creation somewhere. Maybe they've been in a church after or before we received the Eucharist. Whatever re occasion that is. When we f are filled with that grace and we encounter God, and we know who we are. And maybe we know what we're about in that moment. Brothers and sisters, that is that moment of grabbing hold and believing what our God tells us in that moment, through the Spirit, in that grace. Because Mary did. Mary did. And Elizabeth praises her for that. Blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you, Lord, would be fulfilled. Blessed are you who believe the word of Gabriel, word of God through Gabriel, that this could happen, that this could be possible, who said yes to that and who trusted that and worked out and lived the rest of her life based on that. Can we be so good with that as well? That we trust within that prayer when we encounter our God, and he reminds us who we are and what we are and what we're about and what we're to be and that we are the beloved of his. May we trust that and live out of that place no less than Mary and Elizabeth did. And may we, when we encounter grace, grace of God through angels, 
but grace of God through people who visit us in our moments of struggle and moments of joy, like Mary did to Elizabeth. When we encounter that grace, may we trust it and live out of that place. And may the works that we do show the grace that fills us. Let's pray. And so, my friends, we, uh, we bring everything to our God uh, and trust that he knows. And he knows exactly what to do with it. And so let's begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The first glorious mystery of the resurrection of Christ. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a blessed feast day. Be well and uh, enjoy whatever it is that God brings you this day. God's peace.